The Stage Door Show. Celebrating the independent artist. With your host, Dave Hondell. Hi everyone, welcome to The Stage Door Show. This is Dave Hondell. Tonight, I have two stars from the acclaimed feature film entitled The Harvest. We have Don Ying Yin and Krishna Chor. Welcome to you both. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to start with you, Don, because um, I know, uh, you know, looking at your at your resume here, you know, I know you started acting uh, in Singapore. And, you know, one of the things I wanted to ask you about is, uh, you know, you know, being in L.A. now and you know, for for many years and then starting out in Singapore, is there a difference uh, between like filmmaking there and TV work there than it is here? I mean, is is, is there a drastic difference or is it all just the same? No, no, no. It's definitely a big difference. Uh, when when I first started, that was many years ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm already in my 50s. So when I first started, I was actually like in my late, uh, late teens, early 20s. So that was only like one TV station for the country. And oh, so wow. everybody who, yeah. So there are some stage work as well, but they're not really big, you know? And for the country, uh, for people to watch on TV, and I I personally, I like a lot more screen work than stage work. Um, I, yeah. uh, but but uh, how I started was I actually auditioned for the first, uh, the second batch of uh, uh, actors trainee program uh, organized by the TV station, and uh, out of like two thousand over, you know, applicants, and they were gonna pick only thirty, and I ended up, uh, you know, uh, got picked, you know, uh, as one of the thirty, and I got trained for about six months, and that's how I started, right, and. Uh, at that time, to be an actor, you basically uh, get hired by the TV station, sign a contract, and then you just work, right? Uh, there's no independent films. There, there, there wasn't really any uh, market for even feature film, although there were some very, um, uh, a couple of like pioneers, you know, they, they were the, the, the courageous filmmakers that started uh, making their own uh, little, you know, movies like feature films, but it, it, you know, the, the audience base is really small, you know, it's all uh, dependent on Singapore at that point, uh, at that time. So uh, it, it makes a lot of difference. And then, um, Fast forward 20 years later, which is like I was in my 30s and then I moved to Los Angeles because my husband, uh, I met my husband, I got married. He's originally from the Valley, San Fernando Valley in Los Angeles. And so we, he decided that he wants to come back. And so we just moved here. Uh, I didn't come here for for an acting career, actually, I yeah, moved right. here because I got married into yeah. um, married to a guy who's from here, and so 
then since I'm already here, I thought, okay, then why don't I just continue pursuing what I really enjoy pursuing, right? I've been doing acting, screen acting for, for a long time, uh, even though I wasn't exactly a full-time actress back in the days when I was in Singapore, partly because I had a full-time job and, you know, we don't make a lot of money. You know? Yeah, you got to put <gasps> and, food on the table, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so uh, that's how it all started. And I really, I mean, it's so much more exciting here there's so much opportunity also even though i'm a minority uh, and for my age range um my my opportunity of course will, will not be the same like someone like krishna you know who's younger and uh there are a lot of roles available for her but for but still for me, I feel, I find it exciting because, you know, there's all, all these opportunities to learn from the best. Uh, and then you, uh, there, there are independent films and you work with uh, uh, student films, right? You work in the student films, you work with new um, uh, up and coming directors and eventually like, like, you know, a very good example would be when I first started in LA, I worked for Kaylee in her uh, final thesis, right? Kaylee So was the director of the Harvest. Director of this, this and, project, right? Yeah. Yes, yes. And, and, and fast forward 15 years later, she remembered me. And she used me, you know, in the harvest because she felt that I was uh, very, very suited for the, the role. So, yep. you know, and, and, and like, it's the same like your podcast, like you say, you know, you've been around for about five years and now you're gaining a lot more traction because, sure. you know, you accumulate, right, over right. time. Yeah, just the same as like I accumulated all these uh, connections and friends that I meet in the industry. And then now, like after 15, 20 years, you know, being in L.A., uh, I'm starting to get a lot of people knowing me and, uh, you know, offering yeah. me the opportunity to be in their projects, you know. so Yeah, that's that's really well said. In fact, you, you hit a point, and you know, Chris, I want to ask you about this because you're you're from L.A., right? I mean, from, you're from Southern California. So, you know, being around the entertainment capital of the world and, <laughs> and you know, what Don just mentioned as far as relationships go – I know that, uh, you know, we spoke last week a little bit, but, you know, just refresh my memory on this, but this is your first major project that you worked on, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Um, honestly, I was just really into theater, I think. I just, you know, started out doing like theater productions at my high school. And then once I graduated from high school, I was just like, okay, um, I guess that's it for a hobby. I'm going to yeah. just focus on other things. And then my uncle, um, he's part of like the uh, Cambodia town. So he's worked with Kaylee. And I guess Kaylee mentioned that she's working on the film. And he was like, oh, my gosh, like, you need to actually audition for it. But I was like, nah, let me just let me just focus on school first. But he kept, <laughs> yeah. you know, he kept bothering me, kept texting me, kept calling me. And I was like, all right, all right, I'll just do it. I'll just do it. And so I was fortunate enough to where Kaylee you know saw potential in me and then she like texted me to go meet up with her and do a for like a screen chemistry test and I did it and I was like oh my gosh I blew it like I did so bad she gave me you know suggestions she gave me like a way to play the character and I was like I don't think I did well like I was crying to my friends I was like oh my gosh I did so bad and then the next day she was like I want you 
to be Sue. Congratulations. And I was like, what? Sometimes you never know, right? I mean, yeah. you know, and, and, and you know, Dua Mua, uh, you know, the writer and producer, and he also played the main role there. But, uh, you know, when, when you know, re- reading about this film, I mean, I, it was re- kind of amazing how it took several years to uh, basically you know, tell, tell studios that were interested in it. They wanted to change, change it up, you know, uh, some of the cultural, uh, background in the mo- movie. And he, he was not with us. We can't do that. So he, he basically stuck to his guns and then, you know, made this film down the road himself. And, and I think that this is a great testament for all of our listeners out there that, you know, this, if you have, if you write something and this is your art and this is your vision, you know, don't compromise that. I think compromising your art is one of the bad, worst things you can do. And he stuck it out. And then, you know, you have a great director, uh, you know, and great cast. And, you know, for, for our listeners, I want to just read this a little bit, because this is this is like the, the synopsis of the film. As, as cultural traditions are slowly becoming a burden of the past, a son returns home knowing that family is the only thing that binds him and his ailing father together. And I know that, you know, Dua comes from the Hmong community and he wanted to um, really kind of champion that community. And Don, I'll kind of throw this over to you. And, you know, when when this was screened at uh, one of the first like like film festivals or if it was filmed or a screen in Minneapolis, which I know is a huge Hmong community. Um, did, did you as actors and, and uh, people from the film get any kind of feedback from that community? And how was that received from the Hmong community? Yeah, it was, it was very uh, well received from the Hmong community. They were so thankful, so, so thankful to Dua for writing the story. Uh, so thankful to all of us for, you know, playing it according to how it should be you know we're not like uh trying to whitewash it it is what it is that's the culture and um uh some of them cried you know watching it they were very touched by it yeah it was very well received and we were we were very happy that uh it turned out to be really quite a success actually yeah yeah yeah, yeah i mean it's got 8.7 and and uh an imdb which is amazing you know that they're very i mean the critics are tough out there on anything but to, to have that high of a rating i think this is gonna just have, have you know can go nowhere but even higher um because of the success it already has and you know once it comes out as a as a more of a uh, wider release i you know i can't wait for our listeners to go watch this film it's i mean the trailer if if anybody uh can pull it up it's it's uh imdb go to the harvest and uh, the trailer is amazing and you know chris i want to ask you about about you know being a young actress um being in that film you know what kind of because this was your first major film so how did you research your role i mean did, did it take a lot or just because of your age was it kind of more of a natural uh you know kind of a role for you to play um honestly i felt a little bit connected to my character you know being the youngest of an immigrant family who's you know like came here from a different country and just the cultural aspects are sort of kind of similar to Cambodian culture. And so, um, you know, I felt like my relationship with my father was a little bit similar to like how, you know, um, the harvest dad was to his siblings. He's very strict and he has a certain way of thinking things. And he always feels like 
it's his way, the right way, or no way at all. And so I just felt like, oh, like that's something I could kind of draw from. And um, honestly, I just felt like I see a lot of my life in Sue, as well as like a lot of um, differences as well. You know, she's, you know, a dancer. She wants to get out, be more independent. She, you know, she she always feels like, you know, like something is wrong with the way her dad kind of like views the world. And, you know, like, especially in like Asian culture, it's hard to speak up about it. But she does draw a line where there's some boundaries that she needs to place. And I really admire that about her. Like she's very, she's very confident in herself as well. And it was just a blast to like play her. And I, I feel like I actually learned a lot about myself after I started speaking up more as well, which I appreciated because of her. And I just felt like, like she means a lot to me. And I'm so glad that a lot of people also resonated with her. When we were at film festivals, so many women, they were just like, oh my gosh, I see myself in Sue as well. And it just, it meant a lot to me that like that character also touched other people as well. Hey, it's Dave from The Stage Door Show. Have you ever wanted a digital business card that would speak for you? Well, let me introduce you to Talking V Card. Imagine this, a business card that doesn't just sit in somebody's wallet, but actively introduces you, shares your latest work, or even a special message. That's what Talking V Card is all about. It's modern, environmentally friendly, and has been an absolute game changer for networking in this digital age. Now here's the most exciting part. For a limited time, you can get lifetime ownership of your very own Talking V Card for only $99. Plus, to ensure you're maximizing its potential, they're offering a free consultation to help supercharge your brand. As many of you know, Talking V Card is a proud VIP sponsor of our show, and I've been using it personally. The feedback has been absolutely amazing. For everyone tuned in right now, if you're looking to make a lasting impression and elevate your brand, I genuinely recommend giving Talking V Card a try. There's a unique link on our show notes that'll take you straight there. And remember, maybe the next voice somebody hears from a digital card will be yours. Stay creative and stay connected. Talking V Card. Yeah, I mean, that's fantastic that 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 role was just made for you. And, and uh, you know, again, you know, when this thing gets released more widely, I think it's, you know, it's going to, you're going to get a lot more feedback like that. And you're also going to be able to just watch this film for years and years and years and really connect with it as your first film. I mean, that's, that's fantastic. You know, and then ask Don for you, uh, you know, I know Perry Young played the the father and, and, uh, you know, and I read in an interview that you gave um, that you're a nonconformist. <laughs> and if it doesn't make sense, then you're not going to, you're not going to agree with it. Uh, so did you find yourself during this this film as as you were doing these scenes uh, just like, oh, that would never fly with me <laughs> type of thing? Or, I mean, what, what Actually, was your reaction to some of these scenes? Well, okay. You know, it's all about my background too, you know. I, I grew up in Singapore, but you have to realize that many of my um, uh, predecessor, means my grandmother and my auntie, they are all uh, very conservative and they stick to like the tradition like it's 
a, a way of life, you know. And I, for me, I grew up in a different uh, era because my era was uh, the developing era of Singapore. That was when all the Western values started penetrating into Singapore. And so we were learning about the Western values. We were learning about uh, Christianity. We were learning about, you know, all sorts of things around from around the world. And as for my aunt, uh, my aunt, especially my aunt, who's not married, she's really rigid and she conformed to traditions a lot so even though personally i'm not like that i'm pretty much a, a rebel you know as i was growing up and uh, i i went against a lot of traditions but i understand that role very well because sure. i see that growing up i see that in my aunt you know and uh she, and I see that in my uh, grandmother as well, you know, who's like, uh, who would do everything that she can to protect the face value of the family, you know, which is what the Hmong community is kind of the same, you know, it's like, oh, you cannot do this or you shouldn't be doing this. You know, this is not right. It's not part of the culture. And so. Yeah, for me, it was not difficult for me to play that role at all because I was surrounded by women like that. Yeah. So they were having a lot of hard time with me because I was growing up a rebel. So. <laughs> well, I was going to ask you that question. <laughs> I gave them like, a, what, a lot of headaches. Like at what point did, did you start to rebel? I mean, at what point did you know, like, did you kind of come into your own, I guess, you know, growing up in such a conservative culture? At what point was it high school? Like younger? I think as soon as the whole, the, the, as soon as my uh, my puberty hits, I think that was, <laughs> that was it. You know, I was like, why? Why do I have to do this? Why? It doesn't make sense. And of course, <laughs> we were also going to schools and yeah. we were learning from other girls, right? And with peer pressures and all that, uh, I yeah, I started to question. You know, like yeah. this doesn't make sense to me. So, yeah. so yes, so I'm I'm very much a, a, a non-conformist yeah, yeah. <laughs> compared to the role that I was playing. Yeah. So, so Chris, now I mean, now that you've had uh, this um, film under your belt, I mean, has the acting bug really bit you a little harder now, and and you want to get back, you know, continue to to do films and maybe TV work? I would love to but it's just unfortunate that the writer strike is happening and the yeah. actor strike is happening but um i'm really glad that um i actually got signed to an agency after this film wow, and congrats. i was i would thank you and i was so happy and now i'm just like oh my gosh i still don't know what i'm doing but yeah. you know it's fine if anyone wants me in anything i'm i would be gladly just be in the background if that's what they need i'll be a doormat i don't care <laughs> oh, no you i mean you're very talented and and you, you know sky's the limit for you and uh you know keep keep doing those auditions and and you're in a good spot there you know in la so i mean you could audition yeah. constantly and hopefully uh, in-person auditions start to happen a little more than than they have been because of the self-tapes and all that kind of stuff. It's always nice to be in front of producers and, and casting directors as opposed to over video. So, um, you know, so I think you're going <laughs> to, sky's the limit for you. 
Honestly, I pre- I prefer the like self tapes more than in person. I don't <laughs> well, know. Yeah, you I can just... do it as many times as you want, yeah, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I get shy. Like I don't know what's wrong, but I always just like get all That'll shaky and nervous in front of people, which is funny because I'm a theater arts major. But I just yeah. it just never went away from me. I'm still really shy and nervous. No, I think that'll <laughs> go away as you, as you get older, right, Don? I mean, it, it, it's it's all about no. practicing. It's all about doing it. No, it's not true. I Actually, every time we go up on stage, we will always feel jittery, you know, like that, like, you know, just like we, we just because it's just the psychic of like, am I going to miss something? Am I going to yeah. do it right? Am I going to do it wrong? You know, it's just like <laughs> yeah. your, your brain basically, you know, like yeah. well, <laughs> mess I mean, around with nervous, you all the time. Then, you know, I think, I think because you're nervous, you care and you want to make sure that it's done right. And I think that, that there's a lot to be said about that. And yeah. Um, you know, Chris, I was going to ask you one, one other thing about, um, you know, just your age and, and did you get any? Did you have any friends that saw, saw the film? And what do they what do they think of it? Did, did any of your friends go to the screenings? Or my friends haven't, but a couple of my family members have. Um, my brother, he was like, you know, he's my brother, so he's gonna have to like humble me, you know. But like, I guess his <laughs> girlfriend liked it. His girlfriend really likes drama movies, so she really appreciated that. And then my cousin as well, like, um. My cousin saw the New York filming because she lives there and she was trying to call me and tell me that she like saw it, but I missed her call. But anyways, when I saw her again, she was saying it was really good. And she was like, so when's your next movie? When's it coming out? She just kept bugging me with all that stuff. And oh, I'm like, I don't know cool. either. That's yeah, firing. but yeah. Oh, cool. That's <laughs> yeah, always nice to get it. that kind of that kind of feedback. Mm-hmm. You know, Don, with all of our new uh, indie artists out there listening, what, what kind of advice from your long career do you have? For somebody just getting into this industry, you know, some some things that maybe uh, some pitfalls, that type of thing to try to avoid, uh, you know, and what's your biggest piece of advice that you can give somebody just starting out? Oh, starting out, do a lot of training, keep on playing, keep practicing, you know, just just because you're starting out, it's important that you just have to like keep meeting people and keep doing projects together. Then take it as a collaboration. You don't have to uh, ki- uh, do every job and expect to be paid. Sometimes you have to do it for free because it is also a learning opportunity for us, right? So for me, I feel like uh, that's the best way. When you keep working and you keep meeting people you will accumulate that friendship you have uh, you you start to know people in the industry and eventually uh, uh, someone is gonna ask you if you want to do a project together you know so that's very important and of course training you know uh, everybody needs to be trained and even if you you think you have already graduated from from some theater school you was you still need to keep on going for practice right it's like a professional tennis player or professional golf player it's the same if you want to be a professional actor you have to keep on training yourself you know you can't say oh i can play golf really well now so i don't need to go training anymore and then when the when when the competition comes then you you would not be able to win the game, right? So it's the same yeah. for acting. Yeah. That's a great, great advice. And you know, and Chris, I'm gonna ask you the same thing to give advice to somebody to start now because now you've had that one film under your belt and I'm sure it was a learning experience. So what kind of lessons did you, you know, get from 
uh, being in that film and that you can pass along to somebody that's just getting started out? I would say trust your instincts as well as trust your director. I feel like sometimes um, people kind of second guess themselves. And as long as like you and the director communicate, I feel like you guys can both find a way to figure out how to best portray the character so that it works for both of you guys. As well as, you know, like always send audition tapes, even though you don't think you would be good. Because <laughs> yeah. I never expected to ever get this opportunity. And I'm so thankful that my uncle, you know, bothered me to do it. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, like I always thought that, you know, it's just acting wasn't for me, but I'm really thankful that I gave it a shot anyway. And I never would have, you know, like met so many wonderful, talented, creative people, as well as like, you know, Mama Me. Like she is so wonderful. And I was able to work with someone like her who's very skilled. And she also like helped me whenever we we felt like we had to do a scene together. She kind of just like guided me in a way and made me feel like I was her daughter, you know? And so it's just really nice to also like talk to your your actors as well. So that you have that kind of like um relationship with each other and connection. And it, it's just really great. And I even still like talk to some people. Like I I think one of them is um a actor who plays my boyfriend. Like sometimes I'll just like message him on Instagram, ask him how he's doing, and he would do the same with me. And like he would ask I, I actually asked him if he had any like acting coaches to recommend me and he does. And I can't wait to use it because I'm broke right now. But when I when I have money, <laughs> I'll go see them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, yeah. I, I get completely get that. And and I think <laughs> the biggest thing that you both said and, and that I took away from from it um is training. You know, can just continue your training because so, like you said, you know, you finish a theater program, Don, and and doesn't mean you're an actor or an actress, right? I mean, it's you got to continue that training constantly. There's people that have been doing this for years, A-list actors, and they're still going to some kind of acting training. You know, like they're still weekly doing something to hone their craft and sharpen it, and and it's it's always important to do that. So I appreciate that advice from both of you. Um, before we get to my last question, you know, I'll start with you, Don. You know, how can our listeners find you online to look at, you know, I know you have a website, you know, social media. Uh, so how can our listeners uh, find you? Well, yeah, just my website and my Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Instagram is at Don Ying Yun. Uh, my my uh, website is uh, www.yingyun.com. And my Facebook is uh, Don Ying Yun as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. And how about you, Krishna? Um, I do have a Facebook page, but I don't really use it. Um, uh, so I would say probably Instagram is the best way to connect with me. And this is going to sound really weird, but I love puns. And so my Instagram is Mary.Christmas. So it's like my first name, but with oh, an S. So it's like Merry cool. Christmas. Yeah. So that's it, really. Very cool. And yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. So everybody check that out. And um, my last question here, I'm going to start with you, Don, but uh, when it's all said and done, what do you want your legacy to be? What do you want people to take away um, when they think of your name? Well, um, I just hope I am known to be able to tell the, uh, 
the story from a Asian uh, American immigrant mother standpoint. I play a lot of Asian American mom role, you know, a, a Taiwanese. I play a monk mom, and I play someone, you know, from Hong Kong and Cantonese mom and all that. So uh, I feel like uh, I'm happy that I was I'm able to tell that story because a lot of times uh, the 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 story of this immigrant parents is always um, not being told, right? They're not like imp that important, so to speak. Uh, and uh, a lot of the, the Asian American stories revolve around the protagonist, the lead, but they forgot that, you know, there's also the parents behind them. And so to be able to play the mom, <laughs> I'm, I feel very honored, you know, to represent this group of uh, uh, this age range of ladies, you know, uh, and tell tell their story. That that's all I want to do. You know, I'm an actress. That's all I can do. So important, yeah. yeah. So important yeah. and powerful, and 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 I think it really resonates with uh, with the audience, and I know it did with with this project. And again, can't wait for it to you know, blossom into uh, more theatric, uh, theatrical releases and so forth. But Krista, how about you? What, what do you want your legacy to be? I know you're just starting out and you're very young, but years down the road when, when your career is in its twilight, what, what do you want people to think of um, with your legacy? Um, I would hope that I've touched people in a positive way. I feel like I really wish I had that impact on people where um, I I feel like I have so many people who've also impacted me, and I wish I kind of left that as well on others. Um, I feel like a lot of people like to go to watch movies and shows for comfort whenever they feel like lost in their lives, and I really wish I could do that for them. <laughs> and so that's all I could really hope for at the moment. <laughs> yeah, both well, both those are, are great answers, and. Um, you know, and, and thank you for, for to both of you for, for joining us on the show. And and this film is very important. I, I know, like I said, it, it's uh, it's got a very important cultural impact. And it's, I, I hope that again, I hope this thing continues to uh, to grow and, and to um, you know see better, bigger you know bigger audiences as we go along. And hopefully, uh, it hits you know theaters soon. Um, but again, thank you for Don and, and Kristen both. Thank you for joining us, and you're both welcome back on the show. As a matter of fact, after it has its you know big release, I want to want to have have the cast back on the show and talk about um, talk about the screenings and and uh, you know can't wait to to see that. And I'll, I'll be the first one in line to see the movie. So uh, <laughs> thank you, Dave. Thank, thank you very you. much. Yeah, Absolutely. thanks for having us too. Yeah.